Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. have a burning desire for the thing that you want. We call it a magnificent obsession. It's calling for you to stand for something in your life. It's saying, get up, stand for something. You've got two kinds of people, ones that are sitting around and waiting, and the other people that are like, fuck that, I'm gonna rescue myself. David's the real deal. David is somebody who not only gets people results, he has a giant heart. This is one of the best coaches in the business. Honestly, nobody better in the world. We're learning how to control our thinking. Otherwise, your thinking controls you. Think about that. Our life is not getting any longer. The only thing that we know for sure is that we're here right now. Not just learn, but to go through a process of changing your paradigm. The entirety of our experience has to do with the meaning that we're giving it. We can change that meaning and then change our experience. If this is starting to make sense, give me a heart. Dig down deep and pull out the best of yourself. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's very special training titled... It's a really long title. It's a masterclass, a 60-minute masterclass called Discover How to Go from Roller Coaster Revenue to Creating Consistent Cash Flow in Your Business. We call it RR here, Revenue Roller Coaster, something you don't want to be on, and where we've dedicated 60 whole minutes today of David directly teaching how to get you off of this revenue roller coaster and help you begin to create consistency in the income that's coming into your business. My name is Steph Tuss. For those of you who don't know me, I am the CEO for David, and I'm going to be your moderator today, meaning I've kind of gathered some pretty important questions that we get asked a lot, and I'm going to be asking David those questions and he's going to be teaching to them to make sure that we're hitting you exactly where you need it. For those of you who don't know David, let me give a brief introduction. David has been in the uh, professional and personal development or growth industry now for over 20 years. He's got a spotless reputation. I've been with him for almost 14 now. It's been fantastic working in, in a part of this company. And what David's best known for is not necessarily creating massive marketing strategies or anything like that. He's the guy you go to when you've tried all the strategies out there and you know that you need to work on what's going on between your two ears. So it's not the marketing strategy that's not working. It's you that's not working because all results start with who you're being. And that's what we plan to deliver to you today. We're also going to give you an opportunity about 40 minutes through. I'm going to talk to you about a three-day summit that we have coming up in October, October 13th through 15th. It is our signature Art of Success Summit. It's a magical experience. It's all virtual, so you don't have to worry about mask mandates, vaccine mandates, plane mandates, hotel mandates, or anything else, you can join all three days from the comfort of your own home. We're offering some really great special pricing that expires tonight at midnight Eastern. And if you have to jump off within the next 40 minutes, the URL that you want to write down right now is davidnagelseminars.com. 
with an S.com, davidnagelseminars.com. And that's for those of you that might want more of this. For those of you that don't, don't worry about it. All right, I say we get started. Our goal over this next 60 minutes is to share with you how to create consistent cash flow in your business. Believe it or not, your level of cash flow is created by a financial set point in most cases that controls your ability to make money. Um, let me see. Most of you are on camera. I'm looking at your faces right now, both in front of my computer and there. How many of you feel like you've got a glass ceiling that you're constantly bumping up against? Like you've tried and tried to break through and you can't, you can't just, almost every single person is waving at me right now. That's what we're going to be discussing today. A hundred percent. Why this happens and what you can do about it right now to change it. And for those of you that are here live, because this replay is available to everybody that opted in. For those of you that are here live, make sure you stay around to the very end because David's going to be doing a bonus teaching as well just for you. It will not be included on the replay or the recording. It's just for our live audience. Okay, we're ready to get started. I'm ready. All right, so let's just start at the very beginning. So we keep talking about, and the title of this is revenue roller coaster. Can you explain what a revenue roller coaster is and give, give kind of an example or two so that everyone understands this phenomenon? Yeah, absolutely. So, so let, me give you, let me give you an idea of, of what this looks like first. It is when you are deciding that you want to make a certain amount of money per month so that you can pay your monthly bills and the first month you do it, you hit it right? You hit it, no problem. The next month, you don't. And sometimes you're so far away from what you did the month before, it really screws with your mind. Like, how the hell did I nail this the first, first month? But the second month, I didn't do it. Like, what's actually going on? So then we think about it, and then we go at it again the next month. And the next month, we usually hit it again. But then the month after that, it comes down. Now, that's a basic cycle. I've seen it in all kinds of crazy cycles. I've seen it two months up, one month down, two months up, two months down, in insane patterns. And the first time that I recognized this was with myself. Once I got into a position where I was completely in charge of earning the amount of money that I wanted to earn. So here's what it looked like. This board that I'm going to use is called our financial set point board. <laughs> but basically what this does is it gives you an outline so that I can explain this and teach it in a way that makes it very simple because um, you, you can complicate the hell out of this. But I want to teach it as simple as I can so that you can walk away and literally start doing something with this immediately. There are three red lines on this board. One is your wealth story. The middle one is your need story. And the bottom one is your poverty story. Now, what does that mean? What that means is that as a human being, being raised in a country or countries where you're exposed to people going to work, earning money, you're exposed to all three of these things in one way or another. Wealthy people, people that just leave, live at a basic need every, every day of their life, and people that really hover around poverty um, for a consistent period of time. And because we have been around those people, we develop stories. A story is nothing more 
then what do those three things mean to you? It doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be sophisticated. It's just your internal belief and story that you have around these three things. So I had started my business and I was making, in the very beginning, I was making about $15,000 a month, basically because I needed to make $15,000 a month. That's where I kind of started. And I was going for a while, things were going okay, but I really wanted to start to increase the income. Now, let me tell you why I focused on this. Primarily because what I was doing with my clients was helping them get to seven and eight figures in their income. Now, I had not done this yet. I had not gotten to seven or eight figures in my income. And I never said to anybody that I had gotten to seven or eight figures in my income. What had happened to me was that I was a high school dropout. Many of you know my story. I was a high school dropout, got married very young, started creating all this responsibility and quickly found out that I did not have the skill set to be able to live up to this opportunity. Um, went bankrupt, lost my car, had to move in the middle of the night. All the horror stories. I went from, you know, kind of in the middle all the way down to the bottom. I had an experience that... To make a long story short, I had this amazing but bizarre experience. My income tripled in a month. I went from making $20,000 a month, I'm sorry, $20,000 a year, okay, 20K a year, to $62,000 a year, and I did it in one month. And this is like I'm, I'm driving a forklift. I have no education. And I'm really, really struggling in my life. Like, I, you, you couldn't struggle anymore. And I'm asking myself all these different questions. How do I go from, say, 20,000 to 40? Like, I'm not even thinking about going to a wealthy area of my life. How do you go from 20 to 40? Because I thought, if I could go from 20 to 40, I could change everything. You know, maybe we could buy a house. We could get out of a bad neighborhood. You know, we, we could get off of food stamps. Like, all different kinds of things that we could do if I could just raise the income. But it's kind of like I was in a box, and the box was this. I had gotten to the point where I realized I screwed up, I was taking responsibility for it, and the answer was, you need to ask for help. So I started asking people for help, and they told me, you shouldn't have quit high school. You should have graduated and went on to college and learned something that would allow you to make an income to take care of a family. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I am very aware of that right now in this moment. I am very aware that I made a poor decision. Okay, I know that. How do I change this? Well, just, you know, do the best that you can. Um, do they let you work overtime where you work? Yes, I'm already working all the overtime that they'll let me work. Well, just stick with it, you know, and, and hopefully you'll get promoted or, or something. Nobody could tell me how to get out of this situation. Now, this was in the very early 90s, like 91, 92, there was no internet, there was no social media, there were no college classes online. If I literally wanted to increase my skill set, I had to come up with the money and I had to find time to go to school and I didn't have either one. We literally were not, we did not know if we would have enough money to buy food for on a week to week basis. I was driving a car that was in such bad shape, it took a quart of oil to get to work and a quart of oil to get back home. I was the guy driving down the highway with the big blue cloud behind the car. 
Like every day was touch and go. It was like praying to God, just get me through this day. So I am very much trying to figure out how do I change this. I make a very simple change um, in my in my personality, like the way that I'm showing up. I start changing things in my attitude. I change three things. <clears throat> and really, that has nothing to do with what I'm going to teach you today. I'm just telling you what I did, okay? I changed these three things in my attitude. Basically, it's, you know, show up, love what you do, do everything to the best of your ability, treat people with respect. I did those three things and my income tripled in a month. So now I'm sitting around going, how is this even possible? How is it possible? That is what intrigued me to start studying. I didn't want to read a book for anything before that. And now I couldn't get my hands on enough books because I needed to find out how this was even possible in my life. It was so mind-blowing. So what that did was it intrigued me to learn so many things that eventually I started a business. But when I started the business, I wanted other people to experience that radical jump in income like I had experienced it. Prior to me starting the business, here's the important part, I was not in a vehicle that would allow me to earn a million because I was still working for a corporation. So I was not in a vehicle that would allow me to earn a million. However, I knew the principles that would allow anybody that was in a vehicle to go from wherever they were to a million. So I was going to put myself in that vehicle by starting my own business, but I also needed time to ramp up to be able to do that. So I never told anybody, like I never went out and said, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire. What I said was, I know how to get you from where you are to where it is that you want to go. And if anybody ever asked me how much you earn, I told them. And of course, that would cause a very interesting conversation because they would say, well, if you've never done it, how can you teach me to do it? And I would say, you know, that's a fantastic question. And if you'd asked me that a few years back, I probably would um, have been on the same page as you. But here's the interesting thing about it. It's not about the amount of money that you make. It's about what you do to bring that money into your life. Like what is your belief system around the money? Like what is your belief system around the amount of money you make, the amount of money that you're worth, your ability to bring it in. In other words, your stories. What are your stories around your money? And I said, if you change those, if you have the ability to change those stories with a little bit of, with a few other things that I can teach you, you can instantly increase your income to whatever it is that you want to increase it to. Like if you want to become a millionaire, if you want to do seven, eight, nine figures, you can do that. And you can do it in a relatively short period of time because most of the ways that we have been taught to earn money was to work hard. And when I was stuck, I mean really stuck in a place where I was only earning 20000 a year and I couldn't get out, my entire approach to earning more money was to work harder because that's what we're taught. So I mean, I couldn't work any harder. I had gotten to the point of diminishing returns. It was not happening. I was breaking down. I, was, I felt humiliated every day when I would go home from work that my family was living in this not nice place, right? I didn't feel good about me. I didn't feel good about the decisions. I had all kinds of shame and guilt going on about the poor decisions that I had made. And I had found a way to change it, and it was a way that was simple enough that I felt that anybody who seriously wanted to make this change could literally learn how to do it, and they could begin changing their situation immediately. So I started working with business people. And when I started working with them, 
I would have these conversations and I would be like, what is the biggest problem that you're having in your business right now? And out of like the top three, four biggest problems that they had, a revenue roller coaster was almost at the top. And the problem they would have is like one month would be big, the next month would not be big. So sometimes they would have, um, their need would be say, say uh, maybe 60,000, but the next month it would actually go below. Not just that they didn't hit it, it would actually go below. So the month that they did end up hitting it, the next month, they were playing catch up from the month that they just sunk on. They could never get themselves ahead and they didn't know how to literally have what we call the quantum leap in their income so that they could get ahead. So they're like they literally had enough moving forward, enough momentum that they could break through and keep breaking through on that level. So here's what I want you to do. I would like you to write down the amount of money that you need every month to pay your bills just the way they are now. And please hear me. I'm not saying pay your bills off. I'm talking about everybody who pays their bills monthly pretty much. How much does it cost you to pay your bills so that the debt collectors aren't chasing you, right? Every month, what is, what is that number? And just write it down so that you have it in front of you. What that is, is your current level of awareness around money. Now, I want you to think about something. You're looking at that number. Now, here's another number I want you to write down. What is the most that you've ever made in 12 months? Write that number down too. Now, ask yourself this question. What you're earning on a monthly basis, is that the equivalent of what you, the most you've ever earned in 12 months. This is not a judgment in any way. This is not a critical situation. What it kind of does tell you though, is if that number is not, you generally have a problem every single month about how much you're earning and keeping it consistent enough to be able to grow. Now that's not the only telltale sign, but it is a, a very big one and it's a transparent one. So here's the, here's the thing that we need to understand about this story in the middle here. Almost everybody is raised with the idea that you have, to, you have to live your life based on what you need and not what you want. Because kids all the time, they're always asking for what it is that they want. And parents are saying, what do you think? Money grows on trees? You can't have that. You don't need that. So need starts to become the common denominator of what their financial set point actually relates to. Now, let me say that again. Their financial set point in their mind, the language that they use for their financial set point subconsciously is need, not want. And it's not a number either, which is absolutely amazing because they're never given a number as when they're growing up. It's not like the parents say, here's the amount of money that you should earn. Really, the quality of our life is based on the idea of what we need. And that is passed down from one generation to another. So when you think about it from this perspective, what we need changes all the time, all the time, especially if you're raising a family, right? One month, the bills go up. One month, the bills go down. You may have a medical thing. You may have the car breakdown. There's all different kinds of situations that change and what does it change in your life? It changes the need. Now, as it changes the need, 
even though it may be very stressful and people might struggle, for the most part, the average individual is able to meet that need. So they're, they're already familiar with going up and down with their finances based on what it is that they need to be able to pay their bills. But when they think about really increasing their income, so not only is it real, but it's consistent, like it's always going up, right, in a really great way. They can't seem to wrap their mind around it long enough to get any kind of momentum where it literally sticks and they're able to do this on a regular basis so that they know what they're doing and they can plan their life based on what it is that they truly want. What do they really want to live like? Because they actually have, they have mastered the idea of moving their financial set point based on how they actually want to live. So here's the first clue I want to give you in changing this. The, the first clue that has to change in your mind is you, you need to start living your life based on what you want and not what you need. If you live your life based on what you need, you'll never get off this roller coaster. And why you might say, well, why is that? Because the need is controlling how much you spend and it's controlling how much you earn. But you're not in control of the need, right? That's why I'm saying that, it, that it, it, it's constantly moving. You know, it's constantly moving, Steph. If you have, like, your income might be one thing, and you have the things that you're consciously choosing in your life, like a couch and a car and, you know, a refrigerator and all that. Those are things that you're consciously choosing. But what about the things that show up for people on a consistent basis that they're not actually doing on purpose? The car breaks down. The children, One of the ch children have to go to the doctor. Um, somebody borrows money. Something else breaks. Unexpected things that happen just as a course of life happen to everybody all the time, and that consistently is moving your need without you wanting it to move your need. But what most people don't realize because they're so kind of paralyzed by the fact that that creates instability, it also creates something else that I was not aware of. It creates a flexibility in you because you've had the experience of having to do it. Now, what does that mean? It means that you already know somewhat what to do if your income changes for a short period of time and you have to figure out how to meet it. I'm not saying you like doing it because maybe one of the things that you do is that you go into debt, like you charge it, right? An unexpected thing comes up, you charge it. Maybe something comes up and you borrow. The money and you're thinking well those aren't positive things no they're probably not but that's not the point the point is that you literally had started to think differently than most people because you're starting to become flexible in your approach to what you're doing however we need to get the power off of the need and put the power on what it is that you want so that when you say to yourself i need my income to go up or i'm sorry i want my income to go up it's not need that's controlling it. Because what happens here is we have to understand what causes it to come down. What is actually causing it to come down? Your income now I'm talking about. You get it up for a, for a short period of time, which is great. We all like that. But then next month or the month after, it starts to come down. Well, what the heck is actually happening there? I've worked with sales teams, many, many sales teams over my career. And 
Salespeople experience this all the time because they have the ability to set goals to increase their income basically every month. And very often they'll set a goal and they really go after it and they do really great one month and then the next month it comes down. They get it up and they get it up and they get it up and then it comes down. And if you talk to them, they can't figure out why it is that they're coming, it's coming down. In their mind, they see themselves doing the same thing, but regardless of that, it's literally coming down. So it's not building any confidence that they can actually do this at all. But it's been perplexing for people for eons as to why does this occur? What's actually going on? Understand this. These three stories are psychological stories. What does that mean? It means they're different for everybody. You may have, you may do um, uh, one thing, uh, you know, that's your job or your business or whatever, and you might live next door to somebody who does the exact same thing in the same neighborhood. And one person is crushing it and the other person is not, right? The question is why? What's actually taking place between those two people that's so different that it causes a huge fluctuation in what's actually going on. The need is pretty much the same. I mean, the lifestyle's very, very close. But like I said, these three lines represent a psychological difference. It's not so much a physical difference that's actually causing this to go up and down. Does that make sense, Steph? Yes. Um, and it's really the premise of this, of this training is that it's really in most cases, not specifically about strategy or not because people don't know what to do. It's because of hidden beliefs and values. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So, so why don't we go there? Right. How do people, how, like, how do you become aware of what those hidden beliefs and values are that are controlling this up and down between the wealth and poverty that kind of hovers around this need line? Yeah. So the first one I've already given you, and that is the value is what you need, okay? So we don't really understand that what we need is not supposed to be a value. That's not supposed to be a value in our life. It's not supposed to be how we design our life. It's not supposed to be how we set a goal, but we've heard it so much. And if you didn't have parents that consciously did that also, you they were buying everything based on, the, on what it is that they need. But here's something that's also very interesting about this. Everybody's pretty much aware that we have a subconscious mind and our self-image is in our subconscious mind. And our self-image is really based on our idea of what we're worth. Now, just think about that for a moment. Your self-image is based on the idea of what you're worth. And it's the way that we're raised and the beliefs that we're taught mixed with the experiences that we have as a child that begins to establish our self-worth, right? As that establishes, as we start to establish a self-worth, that is what we unconsciously believe about ourselves, as far as what we're going to do for a living, how much money we make, the people that we attract in our life, the, 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 the quality of life that we really believe that we deserve to have, and what's interesting about that is that you cannot attach that in any way to something that doesn't have a number. Something that does not have a number. So what ends up happening? We actually look at things that we want and we compare those things to other people 
And that's kind of how we decide what it is that we, what we need in our life. So it changes based on emotion for most people. It's not something where they go, hey, what's your dream? Well, before we get to what's your dream, ask yourself, what do you want your life to be about? Do you believe that you have a purpose in your life? Do you follow the desire that is within you based on that purpose to create something magnificent in your life? Well, probably not, because if you weren't taught that based on any idea of what you're worth and somebody giving you a healthy perspective on your self-worth, it wouldn't actually happen. In the, there's a very interesting place in the world, we call this the Midwest in the United States, that has a core set of values. I'm from the Midwest, Steph's from the Midwest. There's a core set of values that's taught to people, and those values have mostly to do with the idea of survival, right? Because most of the people that are in the Midwest are actually working for someone else. They're not entrepreneurs, they're not business people, although there are entrepreneurs and business people in the Midwest, but the majority of them are not. They are the blue collar working class of our country. And of course, the idea is that we call it the Midwest just to give people an understanding of what we're talking about, but it's really throughout the whole United States. The values, the core values of the people in the Midwest is all about survival from, from, from being a baby to growing up into an adult. It is all about how we need to be, show up in the world so that we can get a job, work for somebody else, and literally understand how we keep that job for a long period of time so we don't lose it and then we end up in trouble. So what do we learn? We learn all the values about how to survive and how to be appealing to other people so we won't be rejected and we will be accepted into a place where we feel secure in that job so we can make a little bit of money most of our life. We're never taught to be what we really are and what we really want. Because if again, if you go after what you want, somebody in your life is gonna say, you don't need that. You don't need that. And if you continue to go after it, they'll start to tear you down even more. What are you, big shot now? What do you think you're doing? We don't do that. You can't do that. You know, don't be a greedy rich person. Like we get all kinds of negative ideas instead of people encouraging us to live, to, to really build up our self-worth. So when that person's an adult, what is their skill base based on their value system? It's how to survive. That's all they know. So they teach that to their children and it goes on from one generation to the next. An entrepreneur or a business person has a completely different value system based on how they show up in the world because they're coming from a place of creating and doing something in their life, building their life based on the way that they want it. So even their value system as far as what their worth is completely different at that point. They're given at birth a completely different self-image, if you will, of who they are and how they need to show up in the world. A matter of fact, in many cases, when you're talking about people that were actually raised by somebody who has money, the assumption that money is already there for them is locked into their mind at a very young age. Other entrepreneurs, somewhere along the line, pick up that message. I picked up that message somewhere in my childhood, but I didn't even realize it. And then when things got desperate, that's what caused me to change to go over to that message. Now, once I got in the place where I had a reason 
to increase and change my values and change them from literally just coming from need and survival to playing with the idea of what would I really like if I could create my life and what's behind that question is two specific things. Number one, ask yourself this question. If you did not have to worry about money, right? What would you want? How would you want your life to be if you did not have to worry about money? Like all the money that you needed is there. You just have to write a check, period. Does, there's no limit on it, right? You're, we're playing now, okay? And number two, the second big one, this is the second big value that we're taught. You don't have to worry what anybody else thinks about you. Because the two values that keep people locked into jobs that they don't like, that keep people locked into an income that's constantly going up and down and that they can't break out of, is that number one, they have to be safe. And in order to be safe, they cannot risk what other people think about them. That means they have to play with inside the value system that other people will not reject. If they show up differently, they'll be rejected. And our subconscious mind is so fascinating that it will pick up, literally pick up the signals of somebody possibly rejecting you because you think you're too big now before you're aware of it and it'll cause you to sabotage your behavior. And the other one is that you absolutely have to be safe. Like it is, it's, it's imperative, no matter what, you have to be safe. What does that mean? Here's what it means. If you take two people looking at, two, at the same opportunity, a person with a middle-class mindset will say that's risky and they won't do it. A person with an entrepreneurial mindset will look at it and they will be like charged by it. They'll see nothing but opportunity in it. The same thing, but they see it differently. When they look at their income and they see, you know, what is my potential here? One person looks at it as I have to play it safe. This is one of the reasons why it comes back down again, right? Because there's something inside of their mind that says that they're risking too much. They have to come back down, but you're going to be surprised as to what it is. And then the other idea is that we don't want to be seen in a way where we're going to be judged because that's not safe. So we have very interesting values. And the other thing that's interesting about it is that they're literally made up in the imagination of the people that raised us. Literally made up, right? Somewhere along the line, people, and you can check this out, it's all through history. We were taught for years and years and years, you have to go along with whoever's in charge because if you don't, you'll end up in trouble. And one of the ways that we can end up in trouble is to be ostracized from the group right? Back in the, in the old days, you know, thousands, hundreds of years ago, they would burn people at the stake. They would torture them. If you did something outside of what was acceptable, even asking questions, you were suspect. And it, literally, your life was in danger. And we see how that plays down to the idea that if you're not accepted by the people that control your job, the people that control your income, you don't have any power over that money and you could lose that job. You could lose your security. So the value is what? It's safety, it's security over everything else. Even though a person might say, I really wanna do something, I really wanna get that income up there permanently, safety and security will take control 
if it gets out of sight of the paradigm that you're used to, and it'll bring you right back down to where you were. Is that making sense, Steph? It, it makes absolute sense. I want to see from you guys, how many, how many of you are seeing yourself in this somewhere? By show of hands, how many of you are seeing yourself in this somewhere where it feels, and you can actually kind of feel it in your body when it's happening, where you're, you feel the, the perceived security is being at risk. You can like feel your body tighten up or your legs go numb or this hesitancy or, or the justification of why you shouldn't do something, even though 15 minutes ago, it sounded like a good idea. That's your subconscious that point kinking in. And it's so insidious, isn't it? Yeah. Excuse me. It's 100% insidious. In other words, we will change our behavior to, and, and it will actually look like we were forced into making a decision. It's not a decision that we wanted to make, but what we don't realize is that our subconscious mind conned us into making a decision in order to keep us exactly where we are. So let me just tell you just briefly about how the subconscious mind works. The, the, the whole idea behind the subconscious mind is that it develops patterns at a very young age to keep you alive, to keep you safe, to keep you from being eaten by the prehistoric tiger, okay? And what it does is once those beliefs are developed within the subconscious, it then develops patterns of thinking, feeling, and behavior every day. And as you go about your day, all it's looking for is anything that's outside of your pattern thinking or behavior that could cause you to be hurt or not safe and then immediately adjusts your behavior unbeknownst to you. It literally adjusts your behavior. You're not, you're not even aware of it. So how does it do that and us not be aware of it at the same time? I watch people set goals all the time and as they go toward the goal that they want in their life, and they break out of the comfort zone that they're in normally, their subconscious mind will hijack their experience and literally cause them to give up on the thing that they say that they want more than anything in their, in their world. And the way that it does it is that it gets you to focus on something that's going wrong in your life. And as it gets you to focus on it, it gets you to hyper-focus on it so that it really kicks up your fears where you could be rejected, you're not safe, you could lose money, all kinds of things could go wrong. Our mind is not feeling good at this point because we're in anxiety when our subconscious mind is doing that. You're not doing it in your consciousness, you're experiencing it in your consciousness. And what are we experiencing? We're experiencing our subconscious mind being aware that it believes there's something in your environment that literally could hurt you in some way or cause you to have a bad experience. And as you think about it, we begin to rationalize what we're thinking about. Rationalizing is nothing more than rationing lies back to our conscious mind about the experience that we're having and the reason that we need to stop going after our goal or whatever it is that you're doing to change in order to stay in the same place and stay safe. In the, in, the, in the beginning of it though, all we want to do is the anxiety to go away and we want to get control back over what's been upset in our life. Many times when you see someone's income go up, what's behind their income going up? Their activity went up. Their activity went up. And 
If you're looking at what is the value system behind their activity going up, it's usually working harder. But the problem is, is a person can only work harder for so long, and then they start to get tired. And when they get tired, they start to see all the reasons why they can justify stopping. Whether it's something goes wrong in their life and they have to now fix it and they're exhausted because they're doing so much with their income or they get in a fight in their marriage, whatever it might be, the subconscious starts to play this, is this worth it game? And really what it's trying to do is to get you to look at your own self-image where you don't think you're worth it to begin with. And then it gets you to agree with it. The second you agree with it, that's it. It's over. You stop. And you've justified it in your mind. You don't feel like you've quit. You actually think that you did a responsible thing. And you come right back down to where you were. Now, so this is, this is the problem in its specificity, right? Here, the income's going up. Here's what's going on. Here's how it's coming down. But what's really happening, what this is evidence of, is that we don't understand how to think about the new environment that we want to create for ourselves. We don't understand how to swap the values that we've been taught to live with versus what's true in the world for the people that are successful. I mean, if you look at people that are successful and you give up the old adage that they're all crooked or thieves or, you know, whatever, uh, that's not the cause of their wealth. It's not the cause at all, but, but if a person is envious in their life, they'll very often tell people, this is the cause of wealth, right? So we learn these crazy things as little kids. So we're sitting there, right? And we're thinking to ourselves, I don't know what else to do with this, so we quit. So we, what, we don't have the skills, we don't know how to think. We don't know what to think either because all of the information that's causing us to tap in and go, what do I do, was given to us by our parents prior to seven years old. So we look around in our environment and we look at people that are like us and we see what they're doing, which isn't any different. And it gives us all the evidence to stop because we never learned how to think, how to be emotionally mature for the direction that we want to go and how to literally create a plan to change our environment, to go from being broke or constantly being on that roller coaster all the time into an amazing life where you're experiencing wealth, where it doesn't go up and down. It just consistently goes up. And you might think to yourself, well, that's not possible. It's absolutely possible. People do it all the time. You may not know them, but they do it. And you have to ask yourself, what is it that they know that I don't know? They're not special. They don't have anything in them that you don't have in you, except for their beliefs, their values are different and they understand how to think differently. And many years ago, I created a program called The Art of Success that does those three things. It teaches you how to do those three things. Because if you have the option to be able to do it, you now can fight your subconscious mind that tells you you can't do it. Because you now know something better. And when we know something better, we do something better. See, I couldn't do anything better when I was in the trailer because I didn't know. I had no idea. I actually stumbled upon three things that gave me a little bit of a breakthrough. And I remember when I finally met my mentor and I was telling him the story, he's like, that's an amazing story. He said, because what happened to you was you became an unconscious competent. You stumbled across a few things that worked. 
and it allowed you to get out of there and see something different, which then inspired you to learn. He said, it's a damn good thing that you did. He said, because if you don't understand how all of those things, learning how to think, understanding the laws of the universe, understanding how to create a direction for where you go, understanding how your subconscious mind can hijack your dreams in your life. He said, the moment something changes, and he said, keep in mind, everything always changes. You won't know what to adjust to get out of it. And he said, you'll likely be back in the trailer. He said, thank God you did study and you found out. And I was like, Thank God you didn't tell me that back then because that would have probably scared the hell out of me and I wouldn't have done anything. But this is, the, this is the area that most people find themselves in, you know, Steph? They just can't seem to access anything because they don't have the, the, the resources in their mind. I love what you said. I, I, wanna, I wrote it down as soon as you said it, so chances are you'll see it on social media real soon. The quote was, when we know something better, we do something better. Yeah. It's so, it's like, it sums everything up. When we know something, none of you are trying not to do what you want to do or trying to do lesser than what you want to do. It's just that you don't know something better, so you don't do something better. And that's exactly what the Art of Success for those three days we focus on. Do you want to tell them a little bit about the history of Art of Success? And then I'll go into logistics real quick before we finish up today. Yeah. So what's interesting about the Art of Success is that once I discovered that a person literally, well, here, let me back up on that because that came second. I was shocked, literally shocked that it's, that it's easy. The more money you want to earn, the easier it is. And that money actually is not a difficult thing to earn at all. And the thing that I was shocked by was that nobody tells us this. Well, I re quickly realized that most people don't understand it or know it. But a lot of people do. And I just was floored by the idea that my whole life, I watched my parents struggle. I watched them be miserable in what they were doing. My grandparents, it was all stories of struggle and sacrifice and complaining about what they were doing. I always thought that they wanted to change. Like, they just didn't know how to change. And I thought that based on what they were telling me, that wealth would never be for me because I wasn't born under the unique set of circumstances where that could actually happen. And I'm literally finding out that everything that they told me was bullshit. Not that they tricked me, they just didn't know. And I thought, how is it that people don't know this? I couldn't believe the more I made, the easier it was to make more and the more you make. And all of this is with the unique thing that you happen to love to do, whatever that is in your life. Making money is about awareness. It's not about hard work. So the more aware you are of how money comes into your life, the easier it is for you to make that money. And it's not about you thinking to yourself, I have to work harder. If I want it to go up, I have to work harder. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that we've associated more money with hard work in our mind. So it's literally a default mechanism that we go to that also causes us this to go up and down because we get damn exhausted. So when I started to put these pieces together as I was learning, I thought to myself, literally, we can create our life like an artist. It can literally be any way that we want. Now, I learned many more things besides how to earn a lot of money, but I was leading with that in my life because I was so excited to be able to walk into a person's life that wanted to change. I mean, that's the key. A person has to want to change, but they, like you guys do, but they wanted to change but they just didn't know how. And I would say, here, do these few things, and I would teach them how to do it, 
and bam, they would like go over a million within 12 months. On, on like, it's incredible the amount of people and businesses that we've taken over seven, eight, nine figures. It's, it's astounding. I mean, every day I have to pinch myself with how many people we've helped do this and how many lives we've changed because of it. Because it blows me away at the people that literally turn it down. Like a person will, will, will be looking to change something. Somebody will say, do this and you'll change and you'll get a, a different result. And they'll be so afraid they walk away from it. When there's no need, there's nothing that's actually scary about it. But it reflects the value system that they were raised in. But regardless, our greatest faculty is a creative faculty, right? We're created in the image of, right? We're created in the image of, whether you call it universe or God or spirit, you know, you call it whatever it is that you want, but you were created in the image of the creator. You have the ability to create. And your greatest power is your ability to choose. What does that mean? It means that Anything that you want in your life starts off with a decision. The moment you make a decision to change or move in a different direction, all of the information that you need in order for that to happen in your life begins to come to you on a, on a steady, regular basis. All you have to do is say yes to it and continue to say yes to it. And as you say yes to it, the way to do all of those things will be shown. And you adopt growth as a value for yourself because you realize this, the more you know, the more you can do. Because it's all about you understanding that all the information that ever was and ever will be is 100% present in all places at the same time. That means that everything that was created by human beings' hands, I'm holding up a couple markers here, first had to be an image in a person's mind, right? Everything created by, think about this now, everything that was created by human beings had to be an image in a person's mind. But when they had the image, they didn't know how to do it. They didn't know how to create a telephone or an automobile or anything else. So what is it that happened? What happened is that as they held this image in their mind, they started to walk toward whatever the information was based on that image, and they learned how to manifest it from nothing because the information to create everything is in the universe. Every and, and it doesn't like choose where it's going. Everybody has complete access to that information, but you have to know how to think. You have to learn how to think successfully in order to access that information. Most people will have a dream and they'll say, I can't do that. Well, why do they think that they can't do it? I mean, God gave everybody a dream for a reason. It's to access your purpose of why you're here. What would make you think you can't do that? Animals don't think that they can't do what they're here for. You don't see little squirrels in the backyard like shivering and on Xanax and stuff because they're so anxious about what they're going to do with their life. And other, oh my God, are there going to be enough nuts to get us through the winter? Only human beings show up with this behavior, right? Why? Because somebody that came before you put it in your mind that not only are you not good enough, that that kind of life isn't for you. And that is a lie from the pit of hell. Not only is it for you, it's around you all the time. The opportunity for you to change, and I mean change massively, is around you all the time. Your responsibility is to recognize it, and when it shows up, you make a decision. And that's what Art of Success is. It is the opportunity for you. It's the next step for you to step into the life that you want because it literally trains you 
how to think the way you need to think to create the life that you want and to break free from the manipulation of other people with money and other people from telling you what they, you should think and how people can literally control your, control your life and manipulate it with two things. One, what they think about you, and the other one, controlling how much money you earn. The, I mean, one of the greatest freedoms you'll ever experience is never having to be under anybody else's idea of how much you're worth and you can earn whatever it is that you want. And that ability is in front of you right now. Right, Steph? It is. Yeah. Do you want me to tell them about the art of success? Why don't you do that? Why don't you tell them about the, okay. uh, the logistics? I'm going to do this really quick because David has a lot more that he wants to cover before we jump off the Zoom for today. First of all, the dates, October 13th through 15th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day the 13th, 14th, and 15th. This is 100% virtual. So you don't need to worry about planes or hotels or restaurants or any of that. You can do this from the comfort of your own home. Um, and what I will tell you is we give breaks throughout the day. So don't think that you're gonna be, you know, not moving for that many hours, three days in a row. This is interactive. It changes every time David does an Art of Success Summit because he's different, the world is different, you're different. So if you've been to an Art of Success Summit before, please know that it will be different. Day one, David covers how to master your psychology. So this is a process. It's not multiple speakers. It's not a whole bunch of offers to purchase different marketing materials. This is an actual fulfillment program that is a process. Day one, David focuses on your psychology. So the title is Master Your Psychology. That means really getting in tune with the beliefs and values that are controlling your level of success. Day two, it's about mastering the laws. So you can't really build something if you don't have a strong foundation. The laws are based in truth. They don't ever change. So you use those laws to build a strong foundation for your business. And then day three is called master your success. And that's where we take what we learn from day one and day two and create a plan for you to move forward after you leave us on day three. So it's all three days, all David, with me kind of doing this moderating um, shtick, and it takes you through a process from A to Z about how to create your life and your business the way that you want to create it. And some of you I know have been to Art of Success one, two, even three times, and you see something different each time that you go. We've got lots of bonuses built in. Um, I always get the question about a recording. Most people in this industry do not give you a recording of live events because they think that if you get a recording of the live event, you'll never come to another one. You have the option to upgrade to purchase the recording for only $97. So you can have the recording of all three days for an additional $97, which brings me to, I should probably tell you how much the ticket is. The ticket is $247, but if you want the recording, it's an additional $97. So it is available to you. You can choose to not have the recording or you can choose to have the recording. It's a fantastic program. Like I said, there's tons of bonuses. I'm not going to go through every single one of them right now because I want to get back to the teaching. But please go to David Nagel Seminars with an S.com and snag your ticket. If anything changes, you can gift it to someone else. You can move it to a different date. Lock in your ticket. Okay. I think I've covered everything. Huh? You can get the rest of the information on davidnagelseminars.com. I don't want to take any more time away from this teaching. So we're almost at time, but we've got a little bit more we want to cover before we go into that bonus teaching. And that is 
you know, a lot of people we hear that are in this this revenue roller coaster have a hard time seeing opportunity or they'll say, well, I don't, I don't have any opportunities in front of me. And that's actually not true. Can you explain how to see an opportunity and why you know it's actually there? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, so this is, this is exactly what I did to make this change, but I didn't know that I was doing it and I didn't know that I knew how to do it. I don't know where I picked this up as a kid. Um, but it literally changed everything for me financially once I applied it to my finances. And again, I have to reiterate, I did not know what I was doing, okay? And the time that I did it where it made the biggest difference was when I went from $50,000 a year to $50,000 a month, because right after that, I took it up over a million. But, but the most bizarre thing about this was that the opportunity, the thing that I needed to allow that money to come into my life not only was it already here, it was already around me. So let me explain something. In the art of success, we work on teaching you the seven laws of the universe and not only how to think by them, but how it literally controls and you control it as to what you manifest in your life. Because whether you believe it or not, you're in 100% control of what you manifest in your life. And we're going to show you that at the Art of Success. But I'm going to show you that today so that you can take this one tool and you can start to apply it to your life right now. One of the main reasons why people don't break through is because they can't see how to get the thing that they need. And even more than that, many times we don't even believe that it's there. We don't even believe that it's there. This law that I'm going to show you applies to everything in your life, and it applies to everything in the universe, both physical and non-physical. All of the laws that we teach, the seven laws, you find these laws in two places. They're in religion and they're in science. They're both in religion and they're in science, okay? Um, these are these are literally scientific laws. It's how the it's it's how the it's, well it's part of how the universe operates. But what's important is is that you're kind of subject to how these laws work. If you don't know them and you don't know that they exist, you can be a victim to these laws, right? You can have bad things happen in your life because of these laws. But if you understand how they work and how you use them you can create everything that you desire. Let me give you a for instance. There is a universal law. Well, there's a law based on, on many things in the universe, and we know it is the law of gravity. Now, that's not the, one of the laws that I'm going to teach you um, at the Art of Success, but think about the law of gravity for a moment. There is a law of gravity, and the crazy thing about that is we still are not 100% sure how that damn law works. If you talk to a scientist, they'll tell you, we are not 100% sure how that law works. However, everybody is subject to that law, whether you're aware of it or not. It has nothing to do with if you're a nice person. It has nothing to do with your age, if you're a little baby, or you're the nicest little old lady in town. It has nothing to do with any of that. And if you walk off the end of a building, you're going down. Regardless of your history, regardless of your background, regardless of how good or bad you are as a person, you will be subject to that law. Now, if, you, if you're aware of the law and you're aware that anything heavier than air is poured, uh, pulled towards the center of earth, you know, if you walk off a building, you're going to die most likely because somebody made you aware of that law. 
you can consciously avoid the consequence of making an error that could be catastrophic to your life. And you can teach it to other people so that they don't make an error to be catastrophic to their life. Well, guess what? Everything else that's in the universe has a law that's attached to it. And if you understand that law, you can use it to your benefit and create whatever you want. And if you don't understand that law, you become a victim to the people that do. Because you don't know how to operate based on what you want, and you literally become subservient to everybody else's desires. That's absolutely true. Here's how I can show you that. You're either going after what you want in life, determining what you want and creating what you want, or you're working for somebody else who has that consciousness and doing that. That does not mean if you're working for somebody else, that's a bad thing. Many people are conscious about the idea that they're working with somebody else, and they don't want to do their own thing. They know that their purpose is to work with somebody else. But if you don't understand the laws, you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice because you're not aware of what's going on. So let's check this out. This is called the law of polarity. And the first time that I was aware of this, where I actually, well, I should take that back. I was, I'm sorry, I was not aware of it, but I used it, is when I rapidly increased my income. Now let's look at this. The law states that everything in the universe has an opposite to it. And it's equal and opposite. Everything in the universe, physical and non-physical, has an opposite, and it's equal and opposite. That, man, that means you cannot have one side of something without the other side not existing. And the opposite side of anything is connected to its opposite, right? Look at this marker that I have in my hand. This marker can't have a left side without a right. It can't have an up without a down. It can't have a top without a bottom. It can't have an inside without an outside. There is nothing, God did not create anything in the universe as just a half of something, including the experiences that we have. Remember what I said, the law applies to everything physical and non-physical. That means that if you are perceiving something in one way, the opposite side exists. That means if you don't have something, you also have it, the opposite side exists. Now you may say to yourself, okay, you hit, you, I agree with you with the marker, but don't tell me if I don't have something, I also have it. I'm telling you that. And I'm also telling you that in a way, like I'm giving you one of the greatest gifts somebody can ever give you, because if you start to understand that and use it, you're gonna see that it's 100% accurate and it'll blow your freaking mind. When you don't have something, you also have it. So let's say that you don't have the money that you need this month. The opposite side of that is that you do have the money. If you don't have it, you do have it. And it's, in, it's, it's at the same time in the same place because you can't have something without an opposite be existing at the same time. So why is it that people literally walk around with the belief that they don't have it? I'll tell you why. What controls how you experience your reality is your perception. And your perception is controlled by your experience of the information that you've taken in through your five senses and the meaning that other people told you as to what things meant, right? 
everything that is that is an experience, the meaning of it was given, human beings gave it meaning. Right? We didn't just show up here on the planet and somebody gave us a book like here's all the things on the planet, here's everything that it means, here's all the meanings to it. We created those meanings. Now I want you to really think about something here. If you don't have something, you're aware that you don't have it, but you're not aware of where it is. Because when you were a kid, if you didn't have something, you didn't have it. That's what you were taught. If you didn't have enough money to pay the bills, you didn't have the money to pay the bills. Not only did you not have the money to pay the bills, but people bitched and complained about not having the money to pay the bills or they were in fear. So it was about really getting a hold of you and saying, experience, experience this from what we don't have. Experience this from what we don't have. So all you kept looking at is what you don't have, what you don't have, what you don't have. Then you were taught if you want to get something, you got to work long and hard to get it. So when we try to create a belief around something that we have no experience with, it's no wonder people can't seem to wrap their mind around changing their life that much. They don't really believe that they can have it or they could get it, but they don't understand this law. So if you're working with abundance, right? So when you're working with money, what we're working with is abundance. We're working with abundance. That means that there is no lack in the universe. There's only abundance. If you are experiencing anywhere on this side of the line, which would be poverty, you're experiencing either not having it or not having enough. The opposite side of that is wealth over here. If I'm over on this side and I don't have what I need, what I do need exists over here. But if I can't stop focusing on what I don't have, I can't see where it is on this side. So I literally have to let go of my attachment to what I don't have. Now, this is really important. You might think to yourself, well, why would somebody be attached to it? Because there's so much fear attached to not having what you need. We get anxious. We're nervous. We're scared. What's going to happen? We use our imagination in the wrong way. We build images of all kinds of crazy stuff happening when we don't have it. And all we do is we build a huge image of what we don't have instead of looking for what we want and being able to recognize it. Not only do you have to start thinking about the fact that it's here, but you have to start training your mind to recognize how does it show up in your life. No money shows up as a consequence. Think about that. It shows up as a consequence. When you don't have enough money, right? If you don't have any money in your wallet, but there's no consequence, you're not concerned about it. But if all of a sudden you don't have any money and you find out there's a consequence for not having money, now it means something. Now it means something. So when, you do, when you're in lack and fear, you're looking at a consequence, not money. When you want money, what do you look for? You should be looking for an opportunity, but you have to see how to recognize an opportunity. Lack shows up as a consequence because you're afraid of what's going to happen. Opportunity shows up with inspiration because it's something that you want. We have to really think because we're all focused on the wrong thing. We can't figure out how we're not getting it because nobody taught us how to think. If we ask ourselves, what do we really want? And we start to build the image of what it is, even if you're experiencing what you don't have, you start to become very aware of that it's actually there. 
And all you have to do is look for the opportunity for it to come in and allow it to come in because it's there, it's there every time. I have taken thousands of people and helped them build their businesses, goals, and earn millions of dollars over the last 22 years. And every single one of them, I had to teach this law. And they needed me to keep showing them consistently till they could break through so they could see it. Because the, the, the opposite side of the inspiration is the fear. As they're looking for what they want, they're scared that they're going to lose and they're not going to get it. What's more powerful in that moment? Probably their fear because they have more experience with the fear than they do with the inspiration. This is why so many people quit. Because they don't know how to think to keep themselves in the place where they're inspired enough to do the consistent behavior every day to have that money show up. But it's already here. Right, Steph? Yes. You are on fire. I, I can keep going here. I, I, I'm watching the clock. I'm I know everybody's got to go. But see, it's like I want to just keep giving you guys this information because it'll totally change your life. It blows my mind. My purpose in life is to help you see what you don't know so that you can change your own life. That's really what my purpose is, and I love it more than anything. I really hope you all decide to go to Art of Success because I guarantee you it will completely change your entire existence if you use the information that I give you. No question. Well, I I witnessed it over and over and over again. So you sure have. It's amazing. Yes. All right. So this is where those of you who are watching the recording, I'm going to say, get your ticket now. Go to davidnagelseminars.com. And those of you who are live with us, I'm going to say, give me one second. We're going to take a little hiatus so our guys know where to cut the edit. And David's going to come back and we're going to give you a back pocket strategy. Okay, we're back. We are ready to get into this. Okay, first things first. Success is not a destination. It is a journey. It's a magnificent journey. One of the major things that holds people back is making decisions based on the idea that they don't have the money. And it is absolutely not true. When you break free of this self-imposed trap that you cannot move forward because you don't think you have the money, there will be no stopping you in what you can create in your life. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.